Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to Access Talk with Trish, a 30-minute weekly online radio segment dedicated to examining the good, the bad, and the reality of accessibility in our communities. And I'm your host for the show, Trish Robichaux, disability inclusion coach, author, facilitator, and motivational speaker. I'm a woman with a disability, but I'm definitely not a disabled woman. The Access Talk with Trish radio show can be heard live on Wednesdays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern at accesstalkwithtrish.com, or you can listen to past show recordings on demand at any time at the same address or on iTunes, if that's how you roll. This show is brought to you by Changing Paces, an accessibility consulting firm that simplifies disability legislation for organizations that think they don't have the time or money for compliance. Visit changingpaces.com and nurture a culture of inclusion where everyone matters. On that note, I'd like to introduce you to my guest for this week. My guest is Tim Scannell of Warwickshire, England. Tim is the Special Media Ambassador for an award-winning accessibility app called Signly. As if by magic, Signly displays pre-recorded sign language videos on a user's cell phone, enabling better access to written content for deaf or hard of hearing sign language users. Tim himself was born profoundly deaf because of his mother contracting German measles during his pregnancy. He's passionate about building his business blog, www.comaccess.net, developed for people who are deaf and or hard of hearing. Researching and learning about new technologies that aid communication, all things football, including on and off as a football scout, and seeing deaf people being treated with equality, particularly in the workplace. Since the age of 14, Tim has enjoyed visiting other countries. After graduating from university, he continued to travel. He has a few stories to tell, including saving a drowning girl in California and escaping the clutches of a kidnapper between Israel and Jordan. Tim's role with Signly includes demonstrating the app to various clients and companies, keeping up to date with social inclusion and accessibility issues, which include attending the European Union Social Innovators Competition, that's impressive, and promoting the app via social media and presenting at various conferences and events. Tim is clearly passionate about seeing signly used to improve the lives of people who are deaf and are hard of hearing. His hobbies include skydiving, playing some sports, and networking with other people. Welcome, Tim. Thanks for joining me. Hi there, Trish. Hi, yeah. Thank you very, very much for having me here today. So I completely agree with everything you've said. Thank you so, so much um, for having me on your show. Um, so just, to, here. just to, let the, to let the listeners know that I do have a female voice today because I'm using a sign language interpreter and uh, she's a female interpreter. So just to let you know. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. I was just going to uh, say, let me first start by explaining that Tim is deaf. And uh, he's using an interpreter, interpreter to participate in the interview. And I want to say gratitude for um, assistive technology and supports. 
So Tim, I was looking over the Signly infographic that you provided me, and I noticed a couple of things that I wanted you to cover for our listeners. The piece that struck me the hardest was that a deaf child, and I quote here, a deaf child age four will know only 25 words by that point compared to 700 for a hearing child. Could you speak to that point? Um, as well as other profound impacts that that barriers to information and communications have on people who are hard of hearing or deaf. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I can explain that more um, for you. So the, some of the barriers for, for deaf children, one of them is things like um, not having funding for specialist support like teachers of the deaf, um, people not understanding the communication and access barriers that deaf children specifically need. And so things like putting a deaf child in a, a, class, a classroom with 30 children who can all hear and being the only deaf child um, without a teaching assistant or without any additional support creates, creates a whole heap of barriers. Um, but deaf children not having access to sign language. So 90% of deaf children are born, sorry, I think it's 95% of uh, deaf children are actually born to hearing parents who don't sign. Um, so, um, and you've got other things, so things like sign language not being recognised in some countries. So in Canada, for instance, uh, sign language is not rec recognised as a language, so that causes barriers again, and then it's not used to be able to provide um, language acquisition for young deaf children. So the long-term impact of these limitations in childhood, they've got to have a profound impact on um, a deaf person's ability to communicate. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely it does, Trish. I mean, for me, it's a really, really disappointing thing. I've seen it my entire life. And it's, it's things like, it goes right to the top. So things that like you don't have even the, the top experts at the government don't have the skills or even recognize the difficulties that are there. The education system doesn't have the skills or recognition of the difficulties that are there. And so a deaf child is basically left without the ability to communicate, the ability to learn, they're left frustrated. A lot of them are left with mental health issues. Um, due to this inability, um, I mean, I think at first experience working with an interpreter for a deaf child uh, is absolutely amazing for them, but most schools won't actually provide one. Um, so yeah, you tend to, I mean, things like in the, in the UK um, and in Canada, I mean, there's probably about 370,000 uh, deaf people. Um, and we probably say, on, from the whole population, it works out roughly about one in ten. Um, whereas in the UK, it's probably about what, about uh, about one in six um, people. And they they do. There's a massive massive community of people who are negatively impacted uh, because of failure to provide um, the proper support with regards to communication. And I can't help but thinking not only does, you know, this have a negative impact on the ability, child's ability to communicate, I can't help but that lead it, that leads to uh, low self-esteem, it's going to lead to um, lack of socialization. Um, 
huge. Absolutely, absolutely, Trish, absolutely, Trish. So things like, not even, I mean, just my own personal experience, none of my family signs. So every time we have a family gathering, I'm unable to communicate with my own family. I mean, I've had to work really, really hard in things like education, whether going through school and university, um, to make myself understood and to be understood by others. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm perfectly capable of doing all the things, the same things as everybody else. But the only thing I can't do is, is hear and um, facing other people's attitudes towards my disability as well. Uh, that does, I mean, it does cause me so many problems. I mean, I'm absolutely delighted at the use of BSL interpreters in Britain. Um, so that has opened up a lot, lot better ways for me to communicate in lots and lots of different um, environments. Um, and the sign the app that we use now, honestly, it's literally, it's like magic, Trish. Um, it uses augmented reality to overlay a pre-recorded sign language uh, video onto text. Um, so, yes. It means that deaf children who are not able to access either spoken or written English have a way of actually accessing literature. It's amazing. But things like, there's, there's, there are some real gaps in things like um, medical information and um, education and learning. There's very, other than using interpreters, there's very little technology used in those arenas um, that would support deaf people to get full access. And that's really where things like Signly come into. So, yeah, so, um, so things like being able to, uh, deaf people don't necessarily have the ability to translate between English and British Sign Language, and Signly is the perfect way um, to allow a deaf person to have complete, full access to the information um, in a quick and easy way. So I take it Signly is going to break down some of those barriers that we mentioned earlier. Please tell us more. Tell us all about this award-winning application, Tim. Right. Oh, of course, of course. I'm more than happy to tell you about Signly. So it's won two awards at the moment. Um, it's won um, a Matthias Award and a Jody Award. Um, so what the first um, application we did was for the Royal Doll Museum in London. Um, so we did an application to support the museum tours. Um, so and we actually won an award for that work for that work that we did there. The the museum were obviously delighted. And um, the next one we're going to be soon doing is yeah the next one we're going to be doing is we're going to be um, we're actually in the finalists for an innovation competition from the European Commission. Um, so really they're looking at um, applications and technology which have a major social impact and so we're in the uh, in the top 10 shortlist at the moment and um, so we're waiting to find out about that as well so that'll be a third award to add to our list so yeah it's been fabulous. an amazing journey fabulous so let's let's walk our listeners through how signly works okay so if you go to our website, um, which is signly.co, uh, you can see all the information there and you can download the app, which is on Android and iOS. So yeah, you can download it on either of those two platforms. Uh, now what happens is 
uh, the obviously the companies and organizations that we work with they will actually have printed information by way of posters or leaflets and basically once you've downloaded our app and um, you hold it over the the physical piece of paper or the digital version of the piece of paper, so whether it's on, on the website, and um, the, the pre-recorded interpreter will then, like magic, come up onto your mobile device and provide a translation of the written literature that's there. Oh, I wish we could show that to you. Yeah, Kim is showing me as he's uh, explaining, showing me how the application works. I actually downloaded it myself yesterday and tried it on um, the uh, on the one pager that you sent to me and I was just I was staggered with how simple it is and how profoundly effective it is um, of course I don't need the sign language interpreter but I can tell you the text was too small to read without magnification for me so they finally read the uh, read the document out loud to me and that was amazing yeah exactly so it has multi-use there true so we do we we do it with um with audio and with uh, the with the sign language interpreter as well um so i mean you can try it can be translated into any sign language so whichever country it's being used in it can be translated into the sign language for that specific country Mm -hmm. I mean, really, our aim is to use it for educational purposes, for um, children to access literature, for museum tours and, and educational things. And for us, it's really, really, really important. Um, and also to allow uh, deaf children to engage with hearing members of their family. So the family can do things like read stories together, uh, learn together, access entertainment together. Wow. And I think really the last thing as well, um, I mean, you can you can use this on something as small as a credit card and have you mean all that information um, in something as small as as a, as a credit card and still be able to have the sign language translations on it. So yeah, it's something that I use myself. It's brilliant. It's absolutely um, a worthwhile, vital piece of technology. So as the user, it's free to me. And I take yes, it. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So it's free to the end user. Um, so, yes, it's free to the end user. But the host, the, the, the organization that has the literature that I want to read, I take it they subscribe to Signly? Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. So what they actually do is they actually purchase um, a license from us um, to be able to use the Signly app and then store their data on our platform. I see, I see. Okay, we're going to head out to a break right now, very quickly, and when we come back, um, I'm, going to, I'm going to ask you to talk more about this, um, uh, the one award that you won for the, um, uh, for the museum. I, wanted to, I want to hear about your experience at the museum with Signly. We'll be right back. Devon has been with his company for over five years, since before his legs started giving him trouble. He loves his job, he's great at it, and he plans to stay with the company till retirement if possible. Problem is, it's getting difficult for him to walk from his desk to the washroom. His supervisor, Aisha, lets Devon know that she's noticed he's having some trouble. She suggests they move his desk closer to the entrance and the washroom. Devon is relieved and agrees. 
This is an example of a basic accommodation that helps make a workplace inclusive. Did you know that 50% of accommodations don't cost a dime and 80% cost $500 or less? The inclusion of people with disabilities in the workforce is the best answer to our current labor shortages. And making businesses accessible to customers with disabilities sees you tapping into their $32 billion spending power. Sound good? Then let a changing paces, warm, and friendly expert take you by the hand and walk you through the steps to making your business accessible to everyone. Visit us at changingpaces.com today. Okay, we're back. Tim, I'm wondering. I, I know that I read that um, you personally uh, ex- uh, experienced the Signly app at this uh, museum that you have, were referring to. Tell me about that. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Um, so yeah, so in the museum, it was the Roald Dahl Museum in London. Uh, pre- my previous um, experience has been awful because all of the guided tours are all in audio. Um, so you're visiting all of the different exhibitions, and I'm, I mean, and I'm, I'm not really able to understand any of the background information, or they'll give you a big booklet um, or lots of, I mean, information to read, and it's all in 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 written English, and it's just. There's a real miscommunication for me uh, of, of being able to understand what the exhibits are, what they stand for, and who's who's made them, etc. Um, but actually, once we'd gone to the Roald Dahl, Roald Dahl Museum, um, and I downloaded the Signly app, uh, I downloaded it once. Um, I didn't need to have my internet connected or anything to to, to access the the tour. As soon as I go in through the main door, um, they've got a little plinth there, and I held my phone over the plinth, and it gave me a welcome message in sign language. So it was like um, it told me the opening times, the closing times, how much it costs to get in there. So I didn't really have to have any kind of awkward communications with the ticket officer that was there. It told me about any the the what exhibits were in the museum. Um, and it was like so everything was provided to me through my own mobile device. So I went into the first room and it gave you the first store, the first Roald Dahl story. And there was a history room about Roald Dahl himself. And for every little exhibit that was there, I was able to hold my phone over the little uh, bit of information on the plinth and have it all in the sign language videos for me. It was absolutely amazing. So um, I think each of the videos were probably only two to three minutes each. But for me, it was really emotional because um, for the first time, I've been able to come to a museum. I didn't have to bring someone to communicate for me. I didn't have to bring a hearing friend or family member who could explain it for me. I didn't felt like I had a carer. I could go by myself. I could get all this rich information. I didn't have all the stress and worry about trying to communicate with people. Um, and I mean, everything was there. Basically, everything I needed was in my pocket, in my mobile device. I was absolutely delighted. Um, so then that's the reason why that, that it has won the, the two awards for that particular piece of work. It was absolutely amazing, Trish. I am so grateful that you shared that story with me, Tim. I I so love that it was an emotional experience for you. Um, having its, you know... I mean, bearing, in mind, bearing in mind, I'm 38, Trish, and that was the first time that, that, I, that I've been able to have that experience at, at the age of 38, Trish. That that's just staggering, and and I'm thrilled for you. I'm thrilled for Signly, and I'm thrilled for the people who are deaf, 
who are going to get to use sign me. Um, talk about breaking down barriers. It's almost like uh, unlocking a cage, really. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I can't agree more <laughs> with, with that statement. I mean, for me, it's, it, I still love going to other places and you mean let, having people have the same experience for the first time. Um, so it's probably been about six months now since I've been demonstrating Simly. Um But I think, you mean, when people actually see how it works and the feedback that we get from, I think, deaf not just deaf children, but deaf people particularly, has really been outstanding. Amazing, amazing. Can you summarize your experience with a short list of tips for making communications with people who are deaf much more effective and satisfying? Oh, right, let me have a little think. Um, um, I think just learning a little bit of basic deaf awareness. So yeah, things like um, making sure you're face to face with the person. Um, be animated, use your facial expressions, allow your kind of emotions to be showed on your face because that helps us a lot with understanding the context of what you're saying. Um, if there's technology available, use it. Um, you've got online uh, VRS, you've got um, lots and lots of different applications which can support communication between a deaf and a hearing person. Um, so things like using your text on your mobile to communicate simple information. Um, and obviously, things like we, I mean, a lot of deaf people don't speak. So things like being able to use a text with somebody, even in a face-to-face -face situation, um, can really help. Um, so, and so things like you don't need to do anything special, like speak really slowly, because that actually makes it really difficult for any kind of lip reading, and it is a little bit patronising. So just speak in your usual way at usual pace, but if it can be face-to-face yeah, -face communication. Use as much animation and gesture and facial expressions as you can. Uh, I mean, I can't go to all the technology because there's so much of it. Yeah, I need about half an hour, Trish, to explain all of that. So I won't. But just to let you know, there is there are lots and lots of applications and different sorts of technology that can help as well. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, you know, there's things like speech to text. So if a hearing person wants to use a speech to text and allow the deaf person to read the text. Um, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm always going to be a signly, a, a signly man. I love signly rather than speech to text. Um, but like I say, for those kind of moments where you're, you've, been, you've met somebody unexpectedly, uh, or you're with family around the dinner table, speech to text, things like that can actually help because it's very frustrating for a deaf person to feel left out all the time. So, is there um, a device that will? hear speech and convert it to text for you? Uh, yeah, there are, there are. Um, there's, there are various, there's various apps that can do it. Some work better than, than others. So there's things like Uvu Chat. Um, and there's Mobile Ava as well. Uh, but they're, they're all mobile applications. None of them are perfect. Um, and they have improved over time. Um, so they're similar to another one called Dragon Speech as well, um, so which you can use with your microphone uh, and it'll bring up the, the speech on a computer or on a mobile device. Um, 
but I think, I mean, if you think about it from a deaf person, from a language point of view, um, like myself, I mean, for me, English is my second language. And, and things like, I've learned a lot of my English from things like subtitles on the TV and understanding the context. Uh, I mean, obviously for other people, um, having a very uh, fluent understanding of English, we can struggle sometimes even with, with written language because it is a second language for us. Um, so things like VRI and VRS systems. Um, so it's basically this for you can use an interpreter, an online interpreter um, for a deaf and, per deaf and hearing person who are in the same room. So they'll be sharing the device and the interpreter will be working for them that way. Or you can use a VRS system where the deaf person, the interpreter and the hearing person are all in completely different places. <laughs> so, and VRS uh, stands for what? So yeah, video relay service is VRS. So it's things like this. It allows a deaf person to make uh, phone calls through a remote interpreter to somebody else on the phone. This will be a video call so that you can see the interpreter, yes? Got it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So at the moment, I mean, think about it, I mean, um, I mean having to pay as well, so that's another barrier that could obviously happen. Um, you need to have quite a good bandwidth, a good internet service, a decent camera and things, so there are additional costs. Mainly, obviously, the uh, British in, uh, Sign Language Interpreters um, deaf people who are in work can claim um, a grant from the government. It's called the Access to Work Scheme. And so deaf people in work can um, pay for interpreters by using this grant. But I don't know if it's, I don't know if you have a similar scheme in, in Canada or, or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything that comes to your mind, I'm more than happy to, um, to talk to people um, and just offer any advice that's needed about accessing interpreters. Wonderful. Wonderful. I think it's an amazing technology. Um, it's just too cool for the room, frankly. Uh, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um, so if any of our listeners want to um, find out more about Signly or are interested in um, hosting Signly on their websites, how can they get a hold of you, Tim? Um, yeah, they can um, they can contact me on my email, which is tim, T-I-M, at signly, S-I-G-N-L-Y dot co, C-O. Um, and if it's a deaf person that's contacting me, they're welcome to email me and then set up a, a FaceTime or a Skype call so we can actually sign to each other. Um, and, uh, and just to let people know, it may take me a little longer than usual to respond to some emails because I do rely on translation to be able to respond to emails in written English. No problem. No problem. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Tim. I think this is a fabulous piece of uh, technology that the world needs to know about. Thank you for bringing it to us. No problem at all, Trish. Thank you so, so much. And thank you to our listeners so much for joining us for today's episode of Access Talk with Trish, a 30-minute weekly online radio segment dedicated to examining the good, the bad, and the reality of accessibility in our communities. Please join us again next week on Wednesday at 1130 Eastern. 
The show is brought to you by Changing Paces, an accessibility consulting firm that exemplifies disability legislation for organizations that think they don't have the time or money for compliance. Visit changingpaces.com and nurture a culture of inclusion where everyone matters. Till next time, folks, take self-care seriously and God bless.